Judge is the captain of the New York Yankees. Carlos Rodon is a New York Yankee. Steve Cohen's spending money like crazy, but does it really matter for the New York Yankees? Does it matter for them to get better? And what left should they do in terms of improving this roster? That will be discussed tonight here on the Twin Bill Podcast. Everybody, welcome in. Like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on post notifications. Also, got some new great merch out, uh, the captain, all that sort of stuff. I know Pete's going to plug it, of course, in the chat. Captain merch for Aaron Judge. Go out and buy some of the gear. It's awesome. It's the best. Best in the business, NRY News TV. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And also, uh, go out and subscribe to my channel, Big Blue in the Bronx. We are a total of 65 subscribers away from 900. Uh, it's a little bit of a miracle work, but we're trying to get to 900 uh, by the end of the year. So, with that being said, I'll throw it over to Luca. Then I will shout out the chat. So, what's going on, Luca? Yeah, um, very excited. You know, I was actually, you know, up at 9.59 exactly this morning because this heater was running. There was no ventilation room, and I was really sweating a lot. So, I was like, hmm. Do I turn on the judge press conference while I learn any from the, anything from that? I'm like, you know what? Let me turn on Pete, and then I'll turn on the TV. Because I was a little hesitant because I was so comfy in my bed. So, you know what? I'm going to turn it on. And, you know, I watched it. We I watched Judge become a captain. I thought it over. He does deserve it. You know, there's Judge's chambers out in right field. So... Listen, listen, it's not often you get homegrown players like this, and the Yankees are very fortunate to have Judge. Kudos to Al Steinbrenner for bringing in the reins. And first of all, let me say to everybody here, whether you're celebrating Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, or Christmas, happy holidays to all of you. Yeah, we're getting around that time again. Um, obviously, Christmas is on Sunday. Christmas Eve is on Saturday. You got the New Year's coming up, so I hope you guys obviously do well. Uh, G-Man, we are doing good. We are doing good. Maybe G-Man, is that, uh, is that is that a Giants reference? Let's go Big Blue. Uh, but let me shout out the chat really quick before we get into this. Shouts to uh, Hirsch. I, I like his I like his comment that I see here. Of course, uh, Pete's fiance, who does wonderful work in the chat. We got Yankees Farm, Impeach Them All, Edwin, Ra Thompson, T.P. Joseph, uh, Michael Harvin, Anthony Medina, uh, let's see who else we got in the chat. Just scrolling up just to see uh, if I missed anybody. Also, Yolvis, Junior B, Bryce. Um, anyone I miss, of course, I apologize. But um, I I did like, once again, Hirsch's comment. Carton likes to gamble on information, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, he says he doesn't gamble. So, I mean, in, in reference to somebody talking about how he says that the Yankees are going out there and gonna get. I don't trust his sources. I don't know. I think his sources are loan sharks. So, you know, that's that's very much possible. And he owes them money, so he's just trying to get like clicks. And who the fuck knows? I mean, I'm not saying a gambling addiction is a fucking joke, but at the same time, he's a fucking degenerate. So there's he's a lunatic. And also, shouts to Brad in the chat as well. Well, Brad was going on everybody. 
Again, happy holidays to all of you. Who likes to rip on me the most. But uh, let's get right into it here. Aaron Judge has been named the captain. I mean, we knew this coming in. Um, thoughts on that? Thoughts on the presser? Guys, keep commenting, keep asking questions and that sort of stuff. We'll definitely answer it throughout the show. But Luca, obviously your favorite player was Derek Jeter. And you had some, I would say, misgivings a little bit about Judge being named the captain. Obviously, you watched the press conference today. You know, your thoughts. Yeah, well, I was very I, – well, I shouldn't say I was very surprised, but I was to see Derek Jeter there. Obviously, Derek Jeter was the last Yankee captain. The Yankees have an illustrious history of their captains, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, all these different guys, Thurman Munson, Don Manningly, Ron Guidry. I mean, he just adds to the illustrious history, and I think, you know, it was kind of a given that the Yankees would – you know, if they re-signed him, he would be the captain because, you know, he's their best franchise. He's their franchise player. He represents the franchise. He but he essentially is their moneymaker. Not that they look not that they look at it that way, but you know, the judges chambers in right field, all these different shirts, all the trends, all rise, here comes the judge, all these different things in terms of just the franchise and you know, everybody being in, being a judge fan, most popular player on the team. So I I think two things stuck in my mind when I said I'm not sure if Judge is a Yankee captain. I go back to the – I know this is going to sound stupid, but I went back to the 2018 ALDS Game 2 and he was playing New York, New York after Game 2 in the by the Red Sox clubhouse, and we ended up losing that series. So it's like kind of karma in a way. But I also didn't like uh, when Judge wasn't – was kind of silent when he was not – you know, with the whole Miles Straw thing, the whole Josh Donaldson thing, even though I really don't like Josh Donaldson. But that's beside the point. You know, if he's captain, it I mean, does it really have a big impact on me personally? No. I know him that, you know, obviously my favorite player growing up was Derek Jeter. But you know what? Let him have it. Let him have it. I'm not going to complain. If 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 I if I'm complaining about Aaron Judge um being a Yankee captain, there's more there's there's worse things in this world to complain about. So very happy for Judge. You know, it was an emotional moment for him. Credit to Hal Steinbrenner. I do this a lot on my own show. Let me guess. You muted yourself, and then you started talking. talking. on mute, and I'm like, shit, I did it again. So it's not the first time this week, folks. Um, But, yeah, and a lot of people were talking about, you know, would Judge become more of a leader as a captain? You know, would he do this? Would he do that? Whatever. I think one of the things he stepped up in, and hopefully the Yankees go through with this, is he said that he wants a better team built around. Now, obviously, you're not you're not technically you are, but you're not technically building around Aaron Judge. Um, but you know they went out and got Carlos Rodon, um, and he said it in the pressure today. If you guys didn't watch, that, that was part of the agreement. Hal and Cashman in the front office go get some new guys, and obviously Carlos Rodon was one of the new guys. We're going to talk about some other guys that they could be interested in, some other options, good, bad, and different. Um, I thought Judge. Obviously, spoke well uh, today. Outside of him, I think the best speaker, I think, was Hal. Yeah, he was. He seemed very confident. You know, he was like, you know, he was very, like, there's nothing else I would have expected Hal to say. You know, he was talking it, about it. I feel like it was more from the heart. 
be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'll give Cal that credit. Except it, you know, he at least he wasn't Boone where he was rambling. I'm like, dude, shut up. Nobody yeah, wants I mean, to hear you talk. You you only you're like, oh, I'll keep this short, but then you go on for five fucking minutes. But regardless, you know, Hal sounded confident. I guess Brian Cashman kind of sounded confident, even though he was a weasel. Yeah, so. I mean, Boone Boone was just rambling. Is it me? Now, anyone else in the chat could obviously, uh, you know, put their thoughts in. Or were you annoyed by that Zillow dude, their PR guy, Jason I, Zillow? I was, I was, I was uh, Jason Zillow. I was annoyed by him. I was like, yeah. He's like, that's I, eh. I just, that's I, eh. I, I don't know. Irritated. So apparently, my mic is a little bit low. I'm gonna put it closer to my face. Hopefully, we get that stuff. Um, because Luca can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Up but um, yeah. So. Boone kept rambling. Cashman was, you know, like this. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? A- any final thoughts on the judge subject before we move on? Just glad he's back. Let's build around him. Right. Um, as a Giants fan, we lost Correa. Uh, so there's a Giants fan in here. Wow. And I'm not talking New York Giants. I'm talking San Francisco Giants. Uh, you know, I said this on Twitter, and I think it's very true. So earlier, and I was talking to Pete about this before the show, um, this afternoon, some Red Sox page tweeted that um, some Red Sox page tweeted, oh, the Yankees uh, had the press conference for Aaron Judge today and, and nobody cares. And I'm like, says the team that had one of the worst off seasons ever. And obviously you guys are probably asking, well, what the fuck is this relevance with the Giants? So. With that being said, a Red Sox fan comments under and says, uh, we could be the Giants this offseason. So here's what I said. They missed on a few. In my eyes, the Red Sox are that team that didn't take any shots on a girl that they let get away and were in the friend zone stage and didn't know how to get the fuck out. The Giants got some minor pieces. They got Hanager. They got another starter, right? They got Ross Stripling. They got Ross Stripling. I feel like they got somebody. Didn't they get somebody else? I'm going to look at their acquisitions. They got somebody else because I, I don't think it was just Stripling. It was somebody else too. Um, so there's that. And I said, the Giants got some minor pieces, but when it comes to the big game, they fucking struck out twice. So Sean Manaya. Sean Manaya. That's who it was. So it was Manaya. It was uh, it was the other dude as well uh, you just mentioned. Um, Hal was front and center trying to get up his polling numbers. Well, I mean, he needs to get – I mean, listen, obviously he did his work with uh, Aaron Judge and all this negotiation stuff probably did, been, did a better job than Brian Cashman, but you know we need to see that he's serious about building a team um, because I think this whole situation I'm not saying it will I'm not saying it will I think it could give him a wake up call because he was about to lose money with Judge and fans wouldn't come to the stadium as much and the revenue obviously a hole in the pocket so maybe he's like okay I got to capitalize on on this right now so maybe maybe. Um, the round set Red Sox sound like Alex. Yeah, you're a funny guy, Brad. Um, Red Sox should pick up Hicks, and then they'll be better. I mean, yeah, we could we could always ship an outfielder to them. We could always uh, send Alex Verdugo to the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I wouldn't mind Verdugo personally if you're given like. Something I just like don't that. think that the uh, Red Sox are going to do an in division trade like that. Especially yeah, I mean, they've rival. dumped their garbage on us before. They dumped Stephen Drew on us. They dumped Jacoby Ellsbury on us, even though that wasn't a trade. So it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, Verdugo last season hit 280. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, people will complain about his war and his stats and all that stuff. Chats Donovan in the chat. What's going on, man? Um, let's get them likes up. We got 80 watching, like 26 uh, in the chat. So let's get them likes up. But we could start moving on to somebody who I've been talking about since last March and really last offseason. I don't know how long, to be honest, but since last offseason, and I know people are going to criticize me like, oh, yeah, Alex wants to be right. Uh, Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon is a Yankee. Luca, what are the contract details with him? Six years off the top of my head, I actually memorized it. Six years, one hundred sixty-two million, under thirty million, which kind of surprised me. It, I was expecting like thirty million dollars for him to get paid. I was expecting thirty thirty-three million, and I didn't really think it was the salary. I thought it was the years, and I'm really shocked. I think it was the years. Yeah. Right. And he wanted seven. He didn't want the Yankees were right. five. So they moved up to six and they got the deal done, which I'm surprised that he was like, ah, you know, I don't want seven. But they met in the middle, which is obviously a good thing. We got Rodon. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what number they put on him tomorrow. A lot of people are saying 55. So, you know, Herman could get another number change because he's been. Or Herman could get traded. Yeah, I mean, but they already did enough spots of filling. Like, they designated Lucas Ligge for assignment. They also designated that Junior Fernandez guy for an assignment. So, I mean, um, I, 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 I think for some reason there's something – For some reason, there's something sentimental with uh, Ligge for whatever reason. I mean, I don't understand it. Like, yeah, he was uh, – You can literally get Andrew Chafin. Yeah, we could – I mean, in, in, yeah, I don't think – the Yankees should spend too much money. I mean, on a reliever now, I don't know what Chafin's going to get off the market, but I, that's not one of my concerns. One of my concerns right now, knowing that the that the Yankees are not going to spend like the Mets, is left field. Now, no, of course. Trade and whatever. So that's like, okay, bullpen, not necessarily my concern right now. It's more of the uh, the left field market. Um, But I'm surprised that Rodon didn't get 30 mil. He got 27 mil. That's the that's the average? Yep. That is 27 it, yeah, twenty-seven mil. Okay, so I was once again when the contract was announced, it was actually. Let me just check if there's. Oh, that's right. There's also a full no trade clause, which is very good. So you know, once again, a lot of people and a lot of people obviously are talking about the Rodon deal. They're talking about the Judge deal, and I'm going to reiterate this once again. I've reiterated before, and I'll once again say it again. Nobody gives a shit about the back end of the contract. No one cares. Okay. People will say that with Correa when he was on the when he was temporarily on the Giants, uh, they'll say with this guy, that guy, whatever. Nobody gives a shit about the back end of the contract. As long as you build the team around that player or containing that player, win a championship, two, three, build a dynasty, whatever. Nobody's gonna give a shit about that back end of the contract. Right. You know, obviously, when the Yankees traded Stanton, they had traded for Stanton. They had that certain philosophy. But you know, Rodon is a solid deal. Um, it was a definitely something to do, and I think. Maybe he's here a year or two, maybe even three after Garrett Cole. So hopefully he's at least pitching solid. But right now, I think he's entering his prime, Luca. Um, obviously, I think he he's had um, an ERA below three the last two years. He's played more. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, Rodon was the get, as we all said. And he's like one of those – I think somebody mentioned on Twitter – 
he's like one of those late bloomers, and lefties do take longer to develop. And luckily, we got him right in the prime of his years. So I think I think we're gonna we're gonna benefit from what he gives us, and it's gonna be very fruitful, very fruitful. Yeah. So a lot of people saying that the Mets will still find a way to choke. Um, no, we'll see. We're actually gonna talk about that in a little bit. Maybe even that's the next subject, but shouts Eric in the chat. What's going on, man? Um, damn, I had a really good point and it just escaped my head. Oof. So that's that that there goes that. Maybe I'll remember it at some point in the show. Um, but with that being said, let's move on and let's talk about this. Obviously, we know the Yankees have not been spending like the Mets have probably in the last two to three years. Uh, we know that, obviously. The Yankees have, like, one move every offseason, and they get the smaller moves, and there's trade and free agency and all that stuff. So just – we'll obviously have the actual question of does it actually matter. We'll answer that in a second. But I want to see, Luca, if you could find a Mets projected lineup and then, obviously, you really don't have any changes from the Yankees lineup, to be fair. So, you can just right. go off anything. So, if you can find a, a Mets mock 2023 lineup, um, you know, so you can do that. I'll look at the chat, see if we got some answers what you do. Tati, Smochado, is there an Otani deal brewing? A lot of people have really, you know, thrown out the Tatis thing. I, I don't know where I stand on it. Uh, Machado would be a nice get next year if he opts out. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's, he's going to be old, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, we'll see how he performs. Uh, I got the uh, numbers. The numbers for? Not the numbers. I'm sorry, the lineup. Okay, so read us a mock lineup for the Mets next year. Center field, Brandon Nimmo. Mm-hmm. Third base, Carlos Correa. Yeah. Shortstop, Frankie Lindor. First yeah. base, Pete Alonso. Second base, Jeff McNeil. Right fielder, Starling Marte. Designated hitter, Dane Vogelback. Left fielder, Marcana. And catcher, Omar Narvaez. Well, I don't think Narvaez... They they called up Alvarez last year, right? They did at the very tail end of the season. So I I wouldn't put Narvaez, obviously, in that lineup. It could Um, be either Narvaez or Alvarez, because I think they're looking to ship off uh, McCann. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're looking to sell McCann. It's pretty damn obvious. And I know, obviously, we're not doing Mets talk, but we're just doing some comparison in the lineups, of course. Um, I mean, for Vogelback, I know a lot of Met fans have soured on him, and they obviously tendered him. Um, but you could put Beatty in there and just uh, – or you I think ba- – but the thing is, I think Beatty's also valuable defensively, so. Right. So, I mean, you could either put – what does Beatty play? Beatty is an outfielder and a third baseman. I thought he played first base, but my mistake on that one. So you could either put him in the outfield, put an outfielder at DH, and then, you know, figure out from there. Um, but because we all know Vogelback is that, you know, home run or nothing guy. He basically Joey Gallo, just like 200 pounds bigger. Um, so there's that. And then obviously the Yankees lineup, I mean, it really doesn't change. Um, you know, you got left field right now would be either Hicks or it'd be Cabrera. Oswaldo Cabrera, yeah. Yeah, so, and then, you know, as of right now... How about we go down the lineup, like I just did? I'll okay, do... go ahead. So, center fielder Brandon Nemo versus center fielder... I guess we'll say, you want to say Harrison Bader? I know Judge played center field. Yes, I know, but... Well, now, hold on, though. 
are we assuming that DJ LeMahieu is fully healthy? We're talking about opening day here. I'm just talking about center field. No, I, well, I thought you were going to talk actual lineup. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm doing it by position. Bader. Yes, that's the that is the answer. You're fucking genius. All right, Nimmo versus Bader. Who's better? Um, I think Nimmo's a slightly better. Slightly, Nimmo. I'm sorry. Uh third base, Carlos Correa versus Josh Donaldson. I think you know my answer to that. Exactly. Shortstop Francisco Lindor versus Isaiah Kiner-Falefa or Oswald Peraza. I think, obviously, Oswald Peraza has potential, but you got to go with Francisco Lindor right now. Uh, Pete Alonso versus Anthony Rizzo. I'm going to go Pete. Uh, second base, Jeff McNeil versus Gleyber Torres. Oof. This one actually might cause some... Some uh, some debate. Don't forget, Jeff McNeil just won the batting title. That's also fucking true. Because Glaber had a rebound year, and I want him traded. Um, Let me look at McNeil's stats in comparison to Glaber towards there. Jeff McNeil last year, 326 batting average. Really low strikeouts. I mean, obviously, hasn't really been much of a power guy since 19. I would appreciate a guy like McNeil on my team. Yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of that Benintendi-ish guy, you know, who hit ten home runs a year, based off of last year and the last few years of performance. So, where would you lean on this? I'm gonna lean Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil. I think he's a you think he's a good bat and a solid glove. Okay. He's not. He doesn't have those stretches like Labor Torres does when you don't really know if he's all in or not. True. So, moving on to right field, Starling Marte versus Aaron Judge. I mean. You know this is an I'm obvious, saying. right? Aaron Judge. So with that, DH, Dan Vogelback versus John Carlos Stanton. Also an obvious. John Carlos Stanton. Yeah. Um first, I'm sorry, not first base. Left field. Mark Connor versus Aaron Hicks or is Waldo Cabrera. This is left field. Um He's better than Hicks, Connor is. That, that that you know, fucking water is wet. Um and then Connor last year hit 266. I I mean, you could probably go as far right now as saying, you know, Connor could be is right now better than Cabrera, but at the same time, yeah. you, you I think there's more potential for Cabrera if you, you know, put him in certain situations. Yeah, Connor's solid, but he's not like like I expect kind of Cabrera to be like a Zobrist. A Ben yeah. Zobrist Tijo Mayhew. Yeah, I mean, uh Connor's like Pedestrian, if you will. Yeah, and then catcher. Obviously, we we know that, Narvaez and um. Trevino. I'm sorry, McCann. I would still take over Alvarez because no, obviously, right? Alvarez is not a proven Alvarez. commodity yet. Yeah, it's not a proven commodity. And then you look at. I think we we cleaned it up on every position. So you look right. at pitching rotation now. Of course. So rotation, we have. Starter now, who would you think would be the, no? I'm not. I'm stupid for asking this. Verlander or Cole? I'm gonna go Verlander, but in the playoffs, I, playoffs I will say I Cole. Cole. Playoffs, I go Garrett Cole. All right, starting pitcher number two, Carlos Rodon or Max Scherzer. How did Scherzer do last year? Was <sighs> I, it extremely dominant or no? He was dominant in stretches, but there were times where like, eh. He ended off with a 2.29 ERA. 
So if I'm going to be honest, I think Rodon will have, well, I'm not going to say Rodon will be eventually at Max Scherzer's level, but I think one's going on the decline of their career and one's going on the upscale of their career. Cause I think Rodon is that big game pitcher that Max Scherzer is not. So yeah. I think we can leave that for debate. Who are we going with? No, I mean, regular season, I'm taking Scherzer. Yeah. Postseason, even with no fucking, you know. Just um, mentality. Just mentality. I mean, even though that Rodon is not proven necessarily, I'm still going ahead and, you know, taking uh, Rodon in the playoffs. Sorry. Um, Kodai Senga versus Luis Severino. Ooh. Look at Senga's stats in the Japanese league. Okay, Kodai Senga. That's a, good a very, one. very good stat. A very good I uh, get for them, obviously. So in 2022, he played with two teams. His stats were 11 and six with a 1.89 ERA. Um, let's see, strikeouts. He struck out a total of 159 batters over 148 innings. He allowed 104 hits. His uh, walks per nine innings is three exactly, 9.7 strikeouts per nine innings. Um, strikeouts to walk ratio is also at a 3.18. Whip is exactly at here's, 1.04. Here, here's where I'm, I'm, I'm not stopping. Here's, let me just say this. His whip's a little high for somebody who has a 1.59 ERA or 1.89. Well, to be also fair as well, I mean, Severino, 3.18 ERA, but that's in a total of 19 starts last year. He has a 7-3 and three record only. So, I mean, he was hurt for a portion of last year. So, um. Where, who do you take in terms of an overall pitcher? Um, I haven't. I'll be honest. I didn't. Obviously, I didn't watch a lot of Sanga in Japanese because I don't watch the Japanese baseball league. Yeah, but my apologies, real quick, Mr. Raw Thompson Super Chat Twin Killers. Happy holidays. Let's keep it all the way real. As much as I want to create, not the immediate need. Yankees need needs is left field. I'm fine with Peraza. Short get Reynolds. Absolutely the same mentality. One hundred and ten percent. The super chat, but you were saying, yes. Um, I'm gonna lean Sanga a little bit, not by too much though. I think, yeah. I think, uh, Sanga will materialize into number three material. But okay. Severino, I have still a lot of confidence in Severino's pitching. It's just the health scares me. Yeah, uh, TB does have a good point. Talk to me after Sanga has an MLB season. Exactly. Good point. That's why you got to compare. And then, obviously, four and five starters. Right. Four and five starters. Here Cortez we go. Cortez versus whoever they're. Cor- no, hold on. Carlos Carrasco versus Cortez. I'm taking I mean, Cortez. Yeah, that's just pretty fucking obvious. And then After the season, he. Montas versus whoever their five is. Quintana. They kind of. They're kind of. Mm, mentality wise, I think they're kind of similar because they're like. An ace, a A or B plus starter on a bad team, but they're like the lower end on a really good team. So that's why it's tough. Quintana can, I guess, play everywhere. Montas has struggled outside of, you know, outside of Oakland. That's a a good point. He struggled. He has the benefit of like larger stadiums. I'm going to right now take Quintana by this much. I agree. This much. 
because Quintana is six and seven last year, two point nine three ERA. Yeah, um, I mean he's he's been pretty much he's never really been a dominant pitcher. No, he's always been middle of the road. I mean, yeah, he was like a uh, he was a top prospect when they when he came up, but no, nah, I'm sorry, Quintana by this much. Yeah, Montas was considered a disappointment. So you have that uh, closer. Edwin Diaz versus Clay Holmes. I'm taking Edwin Diaz. So am I. Um, here are some of their bullpen arms. Um, let's go with our setup man. If I'm going to be completely honest, now this is obviously before we go into bullpen and just make a final judgment and cut it off from there. Um, I would say our bullpen outside of closer is better than theirs. No, I I agree. So let's who? How about we idolize the Yankees? Imagine the Yankee bullpen for a sec. Closer would be Clay Holmes or Jonathan Wyzik. I'm going to go Clay Holmes, even though he struggled last year a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously going uh, Diaz. Yeah, um, who would be the the eighth inning setup guy? Remember, we have Tommy Canley and could be Canley. Either or mixing. I think seventh inning man. You could compare David Robertson versus Tommy Canely. I think Robertson is slightly better, but I think Canely has more power to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let me look at some real. Also, someone brought up a good point. Michael King, he's coming back. Yes, sir. Coming off Tommy John. Yes, and sir. so David Robertson. I want to see how he did with Philly last year. He didn't do great. Two point seven zero ERA, but you know. Wow, I thought apparently apparently per fan graphs is a two point four, but I'm completely wrong. Um, he again, he had a solid season. Um, very, very take, good with the Cubs. I'll take Robertson right now, but to be honest with you, I think Canley's gonna have a better season. That's fair. Um, for the eighth inning setup, man, Luizaga versus Zanavino. I'm going Luizaga. I think he's a lot more consistent. Zanavino worth a shit, so you know where I'm going. Exactly. Um, middle relievers. Um, who? What's that? I take Wandy and I don't know. Brooks Raley versus Wandy. I'm going to go Wandy. Wandy's more established. Uh, Drew Smith versus another middle reliever. I'm going to go Michael King. I'm going to go Michael King. Right. Um, David Peterson versus. You can do Marinaccio, maybe. Marinaccio versus King because they're both converted like starter relievers. Okay. Peterson versus King. I'm taking Michael King. Like Peterson can't really find a role. Smith versus Marinaccio. I like Marinaccio more. Yeah, no, I'll take Marinaccio. So I think that sells for that. I think the Yankees, I think when it comes to like the Mets are kind of, I'm not going to say they're top heavy because Diaz is like the best closer in all of baseball. Yeah. Coming off a really good season. But the Yankees just have more young arms where they have lots of potential. Don't forget Clark Schmidt too. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it down to this way. Then we'll answer the question. Then we'll move on. I think the Mets have a better team than the Yankees. As of right now, there's, there's, I mean, you have to go out there and, and actually say now bullpen is very questionable. Um, but you, you look on paper, they have a better team than the Yankees. You cannot sit here and deny that. Now, obviously, in terms of execution, the Mets really haven't done well with that the last few years. Where the Yankees have overachieved. The Mets have underachieved. Obviously, they choked a very big lead in division last year. I think these two teams will win the division, their respective divisions. Uh, I don't think Toronto has gotten better in too many ways. No. Boston shits the bed constantly. The Orioles, I mean, like, they're meh. Like, they're great. They got young talent, but they really haven't yeah, had. They got the youth. The Rays will always be there because they're analytical, analytical management. But right now, 
those are two teams at the top of their divisions. But if you had to pick who's a better team right now on paper, not in terms of execution, because I'm not predicting that, um, I think the Mets are a better team. Now, let me ask you this question. Does it really matter? The Mets can win the offseason all they want. I'm first, personally, if I'm being completely transparent, I'm not wor- worried about the Mets. I'm not. If we do our shit, if we go out and trade for Brian Reynolds and, you know, add mi- and trade the bad contracts, because the Mets have their version of bad players too. Edwin S. Ed- I'm sorry, Eduardo Escobar's not had a very, you know, disappointing. Again, he's a solid player, but he had very had a bad season last year until September. Darren Ruff is not that good for somebody who was supposed to hit homers against lefties. He was horrible. Dan Vogelback's obviously bad. Luis Guillorme is not that great. They don't really have a catcher. So the Mets have their kinks, too. It's not like the Yankees just have the kinks and the Mets don't. Again, it all comes down to, you know, what happens in the regular season and the postseason, obviously. But we'll see. We'll see. The Yankees, again, need to get their left fielder, and I would appreciate maybe one reliever. It's not a must, though. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and and straight up be jealous of the Mets for spending as much as they are because – we know in Yankee world, it's not going to necessarily equate to what the Mets are doing. So if we spent that much, it'd be like, okay, we, we have to crunch certain numbers contract-wise, whatever. Um, so as I've probably said before, if not, I'll say it right now, I've tempered my expectations in terms of the Yankees spending over the years because obviously they don't spend too big because of certain contracts to hamper them constantly. Obviously, Rodon, you know, that was massive get getting Judge Bag back a massive get but at the same time that's not really an addition that's more of just retainment same thing can go for anthony rizzo but you know a lot of people say no oh they should have gotten credit they should have gotten this guy whatever and listen look i would have liked this roster for leadership and all that other stuff and he's obviously a great player great fielder whatever but at the same time if they have aswald peraza as the shortstop you have no problems for me if they have ikf as a shortstop then I'll fucking rip you saying, why didn't you go out and get a proper shortstop in the offseason? But right now, as it stands, maybe we're being a little too positive. Uh, I see as Walt Peraza as the starting shortstop. I know it's like substance, but I think Brian Cashman said that Volpe and Peraza will be playing for the shortstop job. Yeah, I, I feel like he also said on WFAN today that Josh Donaldson is a third baseman. Um, they got to get him the fuck out of here. Please, please do. Please do. That way, I mean, you won't even have to get much in terms of – you won't even have to get much in terms of salary. For, like, let's just say you're doing a Brian Reynolds thing. At um, worst, at third base, play DJ LeMayhew and Oswald Cabrera on a platoon basis. IKF. For the sake of gold glove, that he was a gold glover two years ago at third base. There were some moments last year that he was also bad at third base, so – I would have to look into those, but I I buy a little bit more stock into him playing uh, third than obviously shortstop. Anyone would. So I mean his I mean IKF's arm in general is like air is like air coming out of a balloon. It just fucking deflates. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's a good point. I mean, you know, you just have to you just have to watch where you play him. I don't know, but that's fucking them to figure out, not me. Um. Give me Liam Hendricks. Uh, nah, sure. I will stay. Let him go to the Mets. Let him go. Yes, let him go to the Mets. The Mets are having some talks with the White Sox. Uh, apparently, maybe not. Um, so let's go into five left field options. Oh, I just. I, oh, I also wanted to add something. I saw this tweet. Um, apparently, 
the Yankees had conversations with Correa about playing third base in his camp when he when they were unsure if they were going to get the money they wanted from the Giants and Twins. In turn, the, his camp were unsure about getting. This camp was unsure about what kind of money. Yeah. His camp was unsure about what they were going to get from the Giants and Twins, so they went to the Yankees. And nothing obviously came about it since he's now a Met. I didn't hear that before. That's interesting. But that was uh, per John Heyman. Again, he wrote that's article. something I will. That's something I will rip on if we get to you know Josh Johnson playing third base again. But we'll see. So I guess to finish off the show, we can go through some left field options. Yeah, the New York Yankees, and uh, I'll start with somebody rather controversial. Um, depending on how you see him. Depending on how you see him, of course. I'm going to pull up his stats. I'll be the statistician this time, even though Luca has done it for most of the time we've been on NYY News TV. Uh, that is Max Kepler. Max Kepler, Minnesota Twins. Last year played 115 games, about nine home runs, 43 RBIs, 66 Ks, 227 batting average. In terms of contract situation, 2023, he's set to earn about 8.5 mil with a club option next year of 10 mil. And then 2025, he is set to becoming an unrestricted free agent. Uh, if you want your baseball savant analytical rankings, he is above average to great in the categories of max exit velocity, expected batting average, expected slugging, K percentage, walk percentage, sprint speed, chase rate, whiff percentage, outs above average, outfielder jump, arm strength. And then he is poor, about four to average in the barrel percentage, hard hit percentage, and average exit velocity categories. So... I want to hear your thoughts first on Max Kepler. No to Max Kepler. I think he's, I think one of our friends put it very adequately. He is like one of those guys that the analytics guys will fall in love with and he will, he will not produce on the field. I just don't see it as why. I don't see why they would do that. It seems like a very Yankee move. To be it does. Honest, Cause that was like the Donaldson move. Obviously it's like 8.5 mil. And, you know, some people see as a bargain, but I just don't think he's found a balance in terms of himself. Now, if you now let me say this, if the Yankees decide to. Well, no, I'm sorry. If the Twins decide to tag along, add Luis Arias, who just won the batting title in the American League, would you take him? Hold that question. I'm just going to go over his stats and his imbalances real quick, because this is one of the reasons why I don't want to get him like. 220. I'm a big batting average guy. Everybody knows this. If you hit enough home runs and if you have a batting average that's good in my book, you can strike out as many times as you fucking want unless it becomes an issue. Um, in my opinion, just Kepler really hasn't found what he is. He's like a very double A. I can't even say double A. He's just like that Walmart brand off version of Anthony Rizzo right now. Like, nine home runs last year, 227. Didn't strike out a ton. Year before that, struck out almost 100 times, 211, 19 home runs. What's his OPS uh, in those years? I'm curious. OPS, triple six. Oof, no, 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 no. And then 2019, which is where everybody was saying, oh, he's better than Aaron Judge. 36 home runs, 90 RBIs only, which bothers me a little bit. 252 batting average, 100 strikeouts. What's his OPS um, so there? The OPS there, 855. That season was a complete anomaly. Yeah. So, and then and then he had 20 and then 19 and then 17 home runs. So, I just don't feel he has a balance. 
uh, in terms of what he. Yeah, that one doing. season was an outlier. I don't want anything to do with him. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people in the chat, including myself, could be better than Kepler in left field. Um, <coughs> now let me throw in something as well. I'm gonna answer a question with a question. You can answer your question. You might. You can answer my question. I'll answer your question. So, if now you could either do Arias or no Arias. If they if the Yankees decided let's throw in Glaber Torres, what would you think? Now, to be completely honest, it's not much of a, I would say, imbalance. It's actually offsetting. So you're not necessarily changing anything except for the position, the player, all that sort of stuff. Because I think Kepler's set to make like $8 million. Same thing for Torres in that range. So would you trade Labor Torres for Max Kepler, obviously with a couple ornaments on the side? So would you, are you keeping Arias in the deal? And put that in for yourself. Arias or no Arias? With no Arias, no. Because I think Labor Torres is a better hitter than Max Kepler. But if you add Arias in the deal, I think it sweetens it. But I'm I'm not totally sure. Again, I'm not totally sure that Arias can repeat the same production. He's not Robinson Cano. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. No. Um, Arias, maybe, but I would just have trouble fitting him in. The lineup because obviously he could play DH. John Carl Stan, we have him as a DH. Anthony Rizzo, we just signed him. He plays first base too. So and I'll be if I'm being completely transparent, his OPS is not considerably high for somebody who won a batting title. It's like so, just below 800. I expect it to be a little bit bit better. That's just me. Right. So let's move on to our next guy. That's my first, my personal favorite, Brian Reynolds. Last year. Yes. 27 home runs, 62 RBIs, uh, 141 strikeouts, 262 batting average. Uh, the year before, 24 home runs with 119 strikeouts, a 302 batting average. Going to look up some of his analytical numbers real quick. He is above average in the categories of uh, average exit velocity, max exit velocity, hard hit percentage, expected slugging percentage, walk percentage, sprint speed, arm strength. And then he's about average to below average in the categories of outs above average, outfielder jump, chase rate, whiff percentage, K percentage, barrel percentage, and expected batting average. So obviously the analytics are very mid on him. Uh, and then contract-wise, he's earning about 6.7. This year, obviously undetermined for 24 and 25, so you get a couple of years control with him in 26. Now, he ain't a free agent. Obviously, we know that the Yankees would have to go out and trade for him. A lot of people think they will. A lot of people think they won't. A lot of people want to. A lot of people don't want to. My personal opinion, as long as you get rid of the Donaldson and Hicks contracts, not in the same trade, you can empty the farm for him. Now, my ideal package, Dominguez would have to be a part of that deal because they're probably looking for outfielders just to replace Brian Reynolds. I think pitching is a thing they need, if I'm not mistaken. So Randy Vasquez... People are saying, oh, Glaber Torres, but I think that side of the in- – I feel like their infield is very good, or at least it's coming about. So, they have – I'll look up their lineup right now. They, they have Cruz, Cabrian Hayes. That's the left side of the infield, so I don't know where Peraza or Volpe would fit in that situation. But Randy Vasquez is a guy I would give up in a trade like that. Um, I don't know any other, like, top, top pitchers. If you want to be major league ready, if they want major league ready pitchers, I'd probably throw in a Clark Schmidt. Or I don't know if I'd give up Marinaccio. I mean, I just like Marinaccio better than Clark Schmidt. Um, Their second baseman is Rodolfo Castro, but 
his numbers obviously don't look that great. He could also be incredibly young and, you know, the ceiling could be high, but we don't know. So what would your ideal package for Brian Reynolds? Would you do the trade? I would. I would do Volpe Dominguez because they probably want two of the top three prospects. Volpe Dominguez, um, a pitcher involved like Clark Schmidt, and then maybe get like like a B prospect. Well, not B so much. Like as you said, like kind of like a Randy Vasquez. I'm sure the Yankees have more pitchers because obviously the it's not even that the Yankees have a ton of shortstops in their system. You could also if they don't want Volpe, you could be like, okay, get what's his name Vargas, right? That's his name, Alexander Vargas. Yeah. There's that Arias kid, too. Arias. The Yankees have a plethora of shortstops. If you want to give him up. Sweeney. So there's there's unlimited options, but I guess our verdict is, yes, we would make the trade. Yeah, 100%. This, this is like my move that I want to make. It would okay. be bringing the house down. Okay. Next is Jake McCarthy. McCarthy's been in the MLB two seasons, was fourth in rookie of the year voting last year, 283 batting average, eight home runs, 43 RBIs, 76 strikeouts, 23 walks, 23 stolen bases as well. Uh, it is undetermined what his salary will be for 23, 24, and 25. Maybe the D-backs bought his arbitration out. What? Maybe the D- well The arbitration, the, all that sort yeah. of stuff. Anyway, and also the 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 control years, whatever they fucking you know, course. That shit. Um, if you're an analytics guy, you're not going to like him. He's below average in every single category except for sprint speed. Well, baseball savant's not God, so. No, I, I don't I don't take it as God. That's why Jake Nobody McCarthy should is play God by it. Jake McCarthy is my second player on the list. Um, I believe that, you know, you're not going to – maybe I'm wrong about this. I don't think you'll have to give up too many top prospects for him, maybe three no. and one, and like an MLB-ready player. So – just ideally, maybe I'm dreaming. Labor Torres, Jason Dominguez, and any ornaments and a partridge in a pear tree. I'm not sure you have to add Dominguez. What are the outfielders does the Yankee have in their do the Yankees have in their system? It can't be that too many, right? Um, no. I mean, you could maybe throw in Floreal, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna take. He's him. a four A type of guy. Let me look up the Yankee top prospects. Yeah. Uh. I, I, nah, outside Dominguez, I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody in terms. Everson of- Pereira, Pereira, you could. I don't. I would. I don't know if I do Dominguez and Pereira for McCarthy. No, I do Pereira single handedly. Pereira, so he could also be a player for Pittsburgh as well. If you want to throw in an outfielder yeah. too, if you don't want to throw in Dominguez or you want to throw in both, whatever. Um, but I would do McCarthy. McCarthy's my second favorite personally. Yeah, so I like McCarthy. He kind of. You know, he's that solid contact bat. Um, the reason he's not my favorite is because he's like he's I don't want to say he's not Brian Reynolds, but last like it's kind of difficult for me because I like I want kind of a game changer, in my not opinion. Field. Not like a game changer, but somebody who else could be feared of the lineup. Like just give me another like it's like a quarterback who needs another weapon. Right, but here here's something I'll throw at you as well. You could also now. I don't know where he positions in the Diamondbacks lineup, but if he can be at like six through nine, that gives you some balance there. All right, I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna check where he was last season in the lineups. So we'll move on to our last two candidates. Uh, McCarthy, McCarthy, McCarthy. 
I'm just going to go to a random August 17th lineup. Um, um, he was, n- nope, I don't see him. Let's go shift up a month. I'm thinking he's like that lower batting order kind of guy. I'm going to, ch- again, I'm going to check out. McCarthy was in this lineup sixth. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like, order. I don't want to say he's kind of like a baiter, but he kind of is. Okay. So once again, I still would take him. Um, I just as a preview, guys, we will not be going over Varsho. Um, but he is also an option. I'm not too crazy about Varsho. Right. I'm more crazy about the Jake McCarthy type, me personally. And there's also Alec Thomas who's in there as well. Um, guys, can get the likes up just a little bit. We're at 47 and 102 watching. So you would do McCar- McCarthy on the list right now. We've gone over three. Where would you rank him? Kepler's not in consideration, so I'd rank him two. Okay. Moving on to this guy. We talked about him probably at the trade deadline last year. He is set to make $10.8 million in 23 and become a free agent next year. So the Yankees would be getting him via trade if they do on basically a one-year contract. Last year for the Chicago Cubs, this is, of course, Ian Happ, 271, 149 strikeouts, 17 home runs, 72 RBIs. Um, Year before, 226 batting average, 25 home runs. And last year, obviously, he was a gold glove. He was an all-star. You look at his analytics, above average and great in the categories of outs above average, chase rate, sprint speed, walk percentage, and hard hit percentage, and max exit velocity, also average exit velocity, and below average in the categories of expected batting average, slugging percentage, K rate, barrel rate, and the whip percentage, along with outfielder jump and arm strength. My problem with Ian Happ, and I said this at the deadline, is that he could realistically be playing for a contract once again. Like he had, he's another guy that really. Now I would take him over Max Kepler. Of but course, he necessarily hasn't found his rhythm on what he is. Maybe he's just playing for a contract. But like last year, I will admit he had a good season. But the years beforehand, uh, two twenty six. You know, obviously what was his? I want to know what his OPSs were. Seven eighty one last year. Year before. All right, that's not bad. Um, okay, I'm not going to go 2020 because that was, uh, you know, that was we all know what year that was. 2019, 898 with a 264 average, but he had less power. Um, and then seven. So his OPS has been straight up fair. I just, the average bothers me a little bit, along with the fact that he's not set himself. Am I a power hitter or am I a contact hitter? Let me say this. As I'm looking at his analytics, he was the bottom nine in t- in the uh, strikeout percentage category that, He's went that strikeout percentage has went down six percent. So that's kind of a plus. Like we knew Joey Gallo to be like a thirty percent kind of guy, and that's kind of I'm not gonna say that Ian Happ was in 2021, but he was better this year. You know, I don't care about exit velocity or launch angle or whatever, but expected batting average was better. His hard hit percentage was uh, a little down, but I don't really care about that because hard hit could be outs. Walk percentage was down, but the strikeouts percentage was also down. So I'm looking at that closely. Would you trade a Volpe or Peraza over there? Now, also, I don't think they trade him right now. Here's why. No, I don't Dan think so Johnson, either. Johnson, Cody Bellinger, they have a decent outfield. Bellinger, Suzuki, Hap. Obviously, no particular order. Um, but if you were to trade for him, well, actually, would you trade for him? How about that? He'd be like a third option. Okay, so, so you probably rank him before Kepler. Yes. Okay. 
So Hap, you know, he's there. Uh, I would rank him third as well. What would you give up for him? Um, I wouldn't. Hmm, he doesn't seem like the guy that I'd give top, like top two, top three prospects for. Okay. So like an Everson Pereira would fit in and like maybe, I don't know, a pitcher. Okay. Like a beater. Pereira, you know, Randy Vasquez type. Yeah. That, so that would, be, that would be fair. Uh, Pittsburgh will not want Glaber. Glaber makes a lot more than Reynolds does. Yeah, I mean they got they got a solid infield in Pittsburgh. So you know I don't know that they want a guy like Glaber Torres, more like a Jason Dominguez, Everson Piero type. Um, but moving on to the last one, and the last one is probably I'm not going to lie to you guys. You know some of you guys will like this one. I don't personally. Michael Conforto, uh, the Yankees are have had talks a little bit with his camp, but he hasn't played. In a year, uh, last year had surgery, was out for the entire year, declined a contract from the Astros because he wouldn't play in the playoffs. I think it was about $15 million per year. It was a two-year, $30 million deal that they gave him, or at least offered him. Uh, 2021, this is what really bothers me about him. 14 home runs, 55 RBIs, 104 Ks, 232 batting average. Hit really well in the COVID year. I'm not going to really count that, to be honest. 2019, 257. 149 strikeouts, 33 home runs, 92 RBIs. So just to simplify, 2017, 2018, uh, 2019 were very very good power years for him. And I would take that Michael Conforto. Um, You look at analytics from 2021, he was below average to average in the categories of K percentage, expected batting average, hard hit percentage, average exit velocity, sprint speed, and outfield the jump. And then above average in the categories of outs above average, whiff percentage, barrel percentage, max exit velocity, Expected slugging, walk percentage, chase rate, and arm strength. So my thing with Conforto is I have a couple of issues with him. And to be honest, I'm not so convinced as to why Yankee fans want him because, and I know it's not obviously up to the Yankee fans. It just, he hasn't played in a year. That's my number one issue. It's the risk. I don't really like his 2021 stats. And obviously, you know, if they gamble on him and he he hits a home run and they just get a home run on him. I like his, let me say this. I like his on-base percentage for a low average. Okay. Like, but that kind of gives me, I don't want to say shades of Joey Gallo. His right. OPS is really good, though. Well, I shouldn't say really good, really solid. Okay. So, yeah, let me, yeah. So, 2021, like, if you told me a couple of years ago, should the Yankees sign Conforto, I would have said yes, because I think he did put up some consistent numbers. Like, give me, like, 2017 to 2019 numbers. I'm going to read you 2017. 279. 27 homers, 68 RBIs, 384 OBP, yeah, have him right in front and 939 OPS. Give me that any day. Even 2019's very solid numbers I would take on a handbasket. Right, but once again, besides the injury factor and the 2021 factor, you're asking a lot of a player to become their 2017-2019 selves. Right. That's my issue. And once again, he's injured. So if they take a gamble on him, I will be happy. But if they do and they... Hit a home run with him? Great. But uh, to finish off the show, where would you rank these outfielders? You've given me a total of four or five outfielders, right? Five. So I would go – I'm going to go Mc- Reynolds one. That's kind of an obvious for me because I've been saying it. Two, McCarthy. And three, I'm going to lean Ian Happ. Okay. So what? how I'll categorize, categorize this is – one will be uh I might have the same list as you actually. Um one will be Reynolds, two will be McCarthy, 
three would be Hap. I don't know whether I would do Kepler or Conforto is my four and five. Uh, I'd put Cabrera over both of them. I'm going to be honest. I might be even put Cabrera over Hap. Um, but for shits and giggles sake, I'm going to take Conforto before Kepler. Yeah. To be completely honest. But Luca, final thoughts. Um, went through a lot today. Um, for some reason, people are sentimental over Lidke being DFA, which is stupid, but Yankee Twitter will be Yankee Twitter. I'd just like to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Um, As I said, we discussed a lot. Outfielders, Rodon, Judge. Just got to wish everybody happy holidays. We will obviously probably be on before the new year. So, But again, happy Christmas. I'm sorry, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa and happy Hanukkah to all those who celebrate. Happy holidays to all of you. And I hope you guys are doing well. Stay safe. Yeah. yeah. Stay safe. Stay warm. Like, comment, subscribe to all the good stuff. Buy some Captain merch from yes. News TV. Be sure to sub up Big Blue in the Bronx. Get to 900 by the end of the year. I would like that to happen. Um, we really appreciate your guys' support. Obviously, five stars on Apple Podcasts for Twin Bill. That really helps get us in the uh, top realm of the Yankee podcasts. But there's only one network that does it the best, and that's MLY News TV. Real talk for the Peace real out, fan. Guys. See you later. Happy holidays. Peace. Happy holidays. Before it hits the